This is Let's Talk Business with your host, Mark Ebinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Leah Flores, the owner of Nobility San Antonio. Leah, welcome to the show. Thrilled to be here. Thanks, Mark. You bet. A short notice guest. I really appreciate you coming on like that, but I heard you speak. I was like, oh, yeah, this girl, she's, you're like excited to promote your business. I so am. I got to have you on. Great. Thank you so much. Good. I'm looking forward to getting to know more about this whole launch with the franchise and everything else. It's going to be a great conversation. We're also going to talk with Stephanie Stonerob, who specializes in business coaching for real estate agents and is the owner of The Enterprising Agent. Stephanie, welcome back to the show. Glad to be back, Mark. You did really well last time. And I, you know, I watch a lot of these shows. I'm not going to say all of them, but I watch a lot of them, um, at least pieces of it. And uh, I really enjoyed your segment. So oh, thank you. Excited to have you back on. Appreciate it. In studio with us today is Genevieve Sims, the owner of the Evolve Firm, where she and her team provide brand development and design, web design and social media services. Genevieve, great to see you again. Always happy to be here with you, Mark. And I'm your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to have your company featured on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-879-8804. That's 210-879-8804. Or if you run across me in a mixer, you can just say, hey, Mark, I'd like to be a guest on the show and we'll work on it. Worked for me. It did, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's just opportunity. And you got on on such short notice. And we're booking out in mid-January. We only have a couple spots. And then we're into February. So uh, anyway, it's a good job getting on the show. Um, so we got a mixer coming up. Um, we network a lot with the show. We've interviewed mm-hmm. over 200 people. I've done personally over 300 interviews uh, with the show since we started back in January 2022. And because we network with so many business owners and entrepreneurs, I was like, we need to do a mixer and really kind of celebrate all the success of the show. We're well over 15,000 subscribers on YouTube. Our social media is super active. We do about 100,000 views on social media per month. Wow. So, yeah, we stay pretty busy. But bringing us all together here in San Antonio, because that's all I have on the show, are people that are local to San Antonio. We bring them into the studio. We get to know each other. And then I thought a mixer would be a great way to do that. So the Let's Talk Business Podcast is hosting our first mixer coming up on Thursday, January 25th, 2024. Gosh, 2024 already. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The hosts are inviting previous guests and mega fans of the show to celebrate over 300 interviews done with San Antonio entrepreneurs and business owners. There'll be snacks and drinks, places to network, and to get to know each other, uh, other business leaders who have contributed to the podcast and helped make it a huge success. But here's the thing. There's only 100 tickets that will be sold. And I know that all the hosts <laughs> yeah. are like, everybody's like got a job to get 25. They're going to go so fast. So if you're hearing this, get over to our website at satalkradio.com and click on the link to get your ticket ASAP. Early bird ticket purchased on the Eventbrite are only $10, plus the Eventbrite fees, which I don't know if they're $25 now or what they are, but Eventbrite. Thankfully, right. just a couple bucks. It's not like Ticketmaster. Oh, oh Ticketmaster is expensive? Very expensive. Yikes. <laughs> so they're $10 on Eventbrite, uh, but they'll be $15 at the door. I, I, we're just not, I almost guarantee you, and there's not yeah. going to be any left uh, when it comes to that. So please get your ticket now. If you were a guest on the show, make sure you check your email. You should have received a special invitation. But if you didn't receive it, don't wait. Go over to the website and get your tickets now. So, Genevieve, uh, the idea of the mixer came about from the group of us, which I love. Mm -hmm. We've got professional 
Uh, everybody who's a host on this show is a professional in their field. Um, so I'm super excited to have you on the team because I know you're really good at event planning and super good at networking. Um, so when it comes to the value of coming in the mixer, what do you think uh, as far as a business owner, entrepreneur, guest on a show who is you know, coming to the mixer, what are they going to get out of it? Absolutely. If you've already been a guest on this show, you see the value that Mark provides with this show alone and, of course, the viewership, the platform. But now we're putting you together in a room with everybody that's been on this show. So there's so much value that you can get by stepping into a space with other business professionals that are coming in together that have already shared this experience with you. And then you've heard their show and now you get to see where they're at or what their plans are for 2024. And what happens is when, when business minds come together, so much creativity comes out of that. Mm -hmm. Your network is your net worth, right? So when you step into a space where everybody is like-minded, we're not in competition, we're in collaboration. Right. And so when we're all together, um, you know, and planning things in 2024 and connecting with each other, like, hey, I've got this event coming up. I'll support you if you support me. The synergy that happens with that, man, San Antonio is going to be on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of, you've been to a lot of mixers, uh, Stephanie? Oh, all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the real estate industry is built off of networking and mixers and um, events, especially around the holidays. So every week there's something to go to. So what stands out is for you to get value out of spending your time going to a mixer, what are you looking for there? Really, it's to make a connection that I didn't have before. If I can make even just one connection or um, get some information that I didn't have before, maybe on a referral partner or a vendor that could add value to my business, that's really what it's about. Do you, like, target, when you come in, are you on purpose about the type of industry you're looking to connect with or the person you're looking to connect with? Not necessarily, because I feel if I had a specific target, I may block myself out mm -hmm. from something that mm. I wouldn't be looking for. And it's those surprise encounters that I think make networking events a really special thing. One of the things that we learned, and Genevieve, you probably are familiar with this too, is when you go to a networking event, of course, everybody gets a name tag, right? And then there's like a little colored dot that I've <laughs> yes. seen where they put on there. And it represents specific like industry types like in-home service or real estate lending, that kind of thing, right? Um, so, Genevieve, what are your thoughts on us doing something like that so that now people can quickly identify the types of people that may, they may want to connect with? Right. Well, normally I'm not excited about that idea in other networking circles. I've been to, you know, chambers that have that. Um, but with this one, because it's we're going to have all sorts of different business individuals, I think this will get us to where we need to be faster. Mm -hmm. And because this was this is going to be a very intentional networking event, we want you to get the most value with the time frame that we have. So creating this system will be able to get you visually to that point faster. But it doesn't limit you. That's for sure. I think when we first started networking, um, one of my mentors had told me, you know, be intentional every time you go. Um, but back then, it was make sure you have your notes of who's going to be there and target those people. That was the old way mm -hmm. of doing networking. The new way is making sure that you don't miss an opportunity. Just because they're not your clientele at the moment, at least they'll remember what you do, how you made them feel, and then when the time comes for them to be looking in that market, they'll know who to contact. Yeah, that's great advice. So, Leah, how much networking do you do out there for your business? I have been 
really focusing on networking lately. That's been my biggest aha moment. So um, coming from education, I guess I should throw that in there. Um, I don't have any experience with business at all. We don't do a whole lot of networking in education. <laughs> We're, we are a network, uh, an existing network. So one of the most enjoyable things about this whole venture has been the networking. And I wish I would have known about it sooner. Um, so I'm, it's like, I feel like I'm on Mars. Like I, I, I literally feel like I took a space trip and landed on Mars. It's <laughs> really exciting because Mars is a fascinating place, <laughs> brand new to me. And so, um, yeah, the networking has been amazing. I've been to several different events around town. I've just been thrilled to meet so many nice people. The cool thing about my situation is that I have tea. So pretty much anyone <laughs> is a great uh, networking opportunity because almost everyone loves tea. It's very rare when people say, oh, I hate tea. You don't hear that very much. So it's been awesome. I've been able to partner with so many people um, that I've met um, at some really nice networking events. What's a, when you go to a mixer, like of all the ones you've been at so far, right? What's something that jumps out as like, oh, I would like to see this at more of the mixers that I go to? Hmm. There was a really nice like goat cheese dip at one of them. Yeah. <laughs> food. Goat Snacks food. are awesome. food. Well, that's important, right? <laughs> Number so one. food apparently is a thing. Food is awesome. I love it. Um, but yes, uh, let's see. The atmosphere. I mean, we did a. I did a speed networking event, which was fun. Um, and I at my shop, I offer a tea party networking events. So that's a lot of fun because it's just something new and different. You know, just a kind of a spin on an old, on an old thing. I, I mean, like, again, I'm on Mars, so networking is brand new to me, and it's all exciting. But for those of us who've been doing networking a lot and for many years, and it might be kind of getting old or you know, the same old, same old. So anything you can do to kind of spice it up, make it interesting, memorable. Um, it's nice to be able to put yourself, you know, in your memory next to that exciting person that you met and um, and, and remember what, what you guys talked about and what ideas you had because that's the thing is just start flying with ideas. Yeah, to Genevieve's point, it's uh, how you feel, right? That's super important mm -hmm. about that connection. How many people can you fit in your business? I have about, I have 30 actual seats to put hind ends in. Um, but, but we have 26 table chairs, um, so we can do, um, you know, moving around. We can we can do like a, a speed thing almost where you're, or musical chairs, I like to call it, so that people can get up in between teas and... Um, I love that idea. <laughs> not only taste the teas and enjoy the... I don't know, if you guys can just imagine yourself with a little teacup in front of you right now, it just makes you want to visit. It makes you want to relax and talk and... And just be yourself. And that's the great thing about um, the little atmosphere that we have is that I actually have little antique cups that everybody gets to use for their tea tasting. So it's super sweet. And you Aww. have to put your pinky up. Guys have to get that pinky out there. <laughs> that's a thing. And um, <laughs> it's really fun. And again, there's lots of ways to structure it where people can make sure that they're interacting with as many people as they want or need to. So you could come up with an event called the Raised Pinky. Oh, let's teach it. men how to yep. do this. Yes. <laughs> I get a quarter every time somebody says this. it, though. Yeah. <laughs> raise, me, the, raise that raise pinky. pinky more. <laughs> I love it. See, we already came up with ideas. See? Oh, yeah. Just like oh, yeah. That. And I know that there's a couple people I want to connect you with as well. So, um, And then uh, definitely make a good connection with Genevieve there. Uh, you know, go into the BPSA mixer and maybe, I don't know if it's big enough, but if you could host, if you could host something for one of their deals down the road, that'd be I cool, too. I love it. Uh, but that's how it's done. That's how business in San yeah. Antonio is mm -hmm. done. It's all 
So cool. All right. Well, that was the first segment that went by pretty quick, right? It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first up on the show is Leah Flores, the owner of Nobility of San Antonio. Uh, Leah, so um, tell me about, for, I'm going to ask your background, but I really want to know why did you choose Nobility as a franchise? Okay. So my situation is very different because I put zero thought and research into this, okay? I was living in Kerrville. I was finishing out my teaching career. And in Kerrville, there's a well-established and much-loved nobility store. Um, shout out to the owners there because they've guided me all along the way. Um, and so in Kerrville, everybody goes to nobility. And some people go two or three times a day, Literally. Um, and it is so delicious. So, of course, I fell in love with nobility and I just started going routinely um, almost every day. And um, I was I've always been a tea lover, but this was like next level tea. No one in the United States has ever, ever heard of this tea for the most part. Um, if you think about the eight, the late 80s, you know. When uh, nobody had ever heard of a cappuccino, nobody had ever heard of a latte. Mm. I mean, literally, we did not know about that. It was a cup of joe. That's all you got. So when those things were introduced, we all know what happened, the explosion of the coffee craze. Yep. So it's absolutely the same thing with, uh, with tea. You know, tea is um, an amazing uh, ancient product that is just fraught with with history and and love and passion, ceremony, you name it. And I, I was thinking this weekend about uh, the podcast, and I thought, you know, coffee is to beer as tea is to wine. Mm. So you have oh. the same kinds of, you know, agriculture, temperature, you know, areas of the world where the tea is grown and cultivated and then harvested and processed. And that is what makes the tea what the tea is. So you have your oolongs, you have your whites, your your blacks, your your herbals. And so um, it's just fascinating to me. So I fell in love with nobility back in Kerrville to go back where I was. And, um, and, I, and then I realized I could retire. I was like, oh, I thought I was going to do this for five more years or so, but maybe not. So I realized I could retire, and I said, you know, I could do something really different. And if, this, if it's this popular and loved in Kerrville, then, of course, in San Antonio, it's just going to go bonkers, right? So that's the part I did not research at all. <laughs> so I have no knowledge of marketing, no knowledge of um, brand awareness, which I've come, become very familiar with. Well, you know the show Cheers, right? Right. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's a place where you go that everybody knows your name. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what you have in Kerrville. Yeah. Is you have a Cheers. Mm -hmm. So you create that here in San Antonio. Right. Right. Which is targeting, you know what your market is, your people. And then just you create an atmosphere that they just love to come and hang out. And everybody knows your name. That's right. So branding is something that Genevieve. My specialty. Is, yeah, your specialty. <laughs> what, what luck. Yeah. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I love that you found something that you were passionate about and figured out how to go ahead and scale it. So what made you move from Kerrville to San Antonio with Nobility? Well, Kerrville, if you're not, if you're not um, familiar with it, is a town of about 30,000 people mm -hmm. <laughs> on a good day. And so there's only room for one Nobility in Kerrville. And, uh, and then my real roots, um, although I grew up in Kerrville and finished off my career there, I was in Northside uh, ISD for 20 years and I, have, I love San Antonio. My kids are here. My grandkids are here. So I really did want to get back to San Antonio anyway. Um, I was ready. And um, and I thought, hey, you know, um, there's another tea store that was in business years ago that people absolutely loved. And it was um, it, it went out. So I thought 
people are, I bet, are ready for some more loose leaf tea. And what Nobility has done is they have taken that loose leaf tea niche, but they've added the huge, amazing layer of craft drinks, and they are phenomenal. So not only do you have that niche audience that loves loose leaf tea, but we literally have a drink for every person in the world. I mean, there's there's pure, organic, unsweetened, perfect, just water and leaves, beautiful teas. And then there's the heavy cream, whipped cream, Love you it. know, um, seven pumps of cherry syrup. Which <laughs> uh, is like Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's some of the same stuff that other, you know, franchise types have done. And they've caught on to what people want. Mm-hmm. And they want that customizability Right, which is, hey, I want it, but I want two pumps of this, and I want a little bit of that, and oat, what is it, oat milk instead of regular milk right. or almond milk or whatever the thing is. Yep, we so have all it. of that, and it's my favorite thing to do is literally sit down with somebody and say, what's your favorite flavors? What do you like? How sweet do you want it? I mean, and I'm luckily right now I have the time to do that, so we've come up with some great drinks just with individuals. Um, a matcha mojito, I was pretty oh, proud God, of that. that so delicious. if you're interested in that. Come on by, and I'll turn you on. Okay. Yes. I like that. Yep, yep. Okay, so background. So yeah, I think we got a lot of that already. You, you teach your background, and then you retired, got into some business. So what's the what's the plan? How are you scaling your nobility here? When did you launch? Let's start that. When okay, so open? we opened the doors mid-April. Okay. Um, in April, we had um, 248 Facebook followers. How many After. are you at now? <laughs> I think it's around 2,000 maybe. Wow. Yeah. That's more than I... Well, no, I'm sorry. I got 5,000. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> not uh, trying to someday brag. Someday I'll be like you. <laughs> maybe after this podcast. Yes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> You're on your way. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Facebook um, followers was a little bit less than what we really needed. So I started to realize pretty quickly that even though I'm in San Antonio, I might as well be in a cornfield because nobody knew where I was and nobody knew what I was. Mm -hmm. We are not uh, just another bubble tea store. You know, there's so many bubble tea stores opening up and that is absolutely not what we have. Although we do have delicious popping boba. So (laughs) (laughs) we can be a bubble tea store if you want us to be. Um, But uh, we absolutely have high quality organic loose leaf and that is the um, my thrust of, of what I love about it. But the drinks are phenomenal. So in April when we opened, um, the theme at that time was Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I love it. Too that. much fun. Okay. So we had the, the, the Alice drink. We had the Queen of Hearts. We had the Tweedledee. We had the Mad Hatter. They were fabulous drinks. Every drink has a unique topper on it. So literally everyone who ordered an Alice got a... Metal key, not a not a plastic key, a metal an- antique looking key with a little tag that said "Drink me" on it. Oh, <laughs> so everybody, yes. you know, they come, they get the drinks. They're 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 just absolutely charmed by them, and of course, you get to collect them. So right now, one of our toppers is a Dum Dum lollipop with a tiny little knit hat and ball on top. It's too cute. I love so that. that is how do you scale now? So what's the you're networking obviously a lot. Um, yeah, the networking has been huge. We had, you know, our best Sunday, uh, uh, ironically, was just yesterday. We had a really good Sunday. I partnered up with Gina Ramirez, um, who I met through LinkedIn, and she's a wellness coach. And she brought her um, clients in and introduced them to tea and just let me have the day. 
They were all thrilled. Um, they were really excited. We went over rooibos tea, mm. which is a tea that helps with allergies. And so we s- exclusively did a tea tasting for rooibos yesterday. And I put that out on Instagram in the afternoon, and we had about 10 people who came in and enjoyed the rooibos ch- tasting. And some of them took the rooibos challenge. So the 30-day challenge, they're going to drink rooibos tea every night because it is naturally uncaffeinated. So you drink it at night, and all that goodness just seeps into your body and um, and hopefully we're going to find out what uh, what my little testers think, my little guinea pigs. Uh, they're going to let us know if their allergies have improved. Very cool. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, we're, man. We're let me tell you, this. it's a lot. I think you really um, have established yourself as far as branding. Uh, we had talked about that a little bit earlier, but other than just taking what the franchise has offered, it looks like you've expanded and also made it your own which is so valuable. Well, and again, I think it's a San Antonio thing because I've had just the businesses so excited to partner with me, so so open to ideas, and um, and we've had real real estate companies come in and do trainings. They had an attorney come in from Austin and, uh, and update everybody on the new laws, and they did it all while drinking tea and relaxing and in a great atmosphere. Um, the shop is actually super light and open, so it's a little bit different than some of the coffee house vibes. Uh, it's very relaxing, but also, um, again, light and positive, so that's neat. If you go on our Instagram, you can kind of see what the store actually looks like and get an idea of how we put um, different events together. We've had baby showers. We've had bridal showers. No charge for the space. Um, just come in and, and enjoy and introduce all your friends and family and coworkers mm-hmm. to the tea. So, yeah, the openness of the San Antonio community has been a godsend for sure. Yeah, now, have you hit the local police substations yet? Yeah. <laughs> that Not was the next yet. One I was Not say. yet. Of course, we do military and and uh, and uniform discounts. Uh, if your police officers want to come in in uniform, they're going to be uh, treated to an absolutely free beverage. So bring come your, come in uh, on duty for a quick break, and we will hook you up with some yumminess. And um, we have gone out I actually went out to a couple of the the you know how we have so much construction because we're at right there on 1604 um right between Blanco and Stone Oak Parkway so pretty much the epicenter of all road construction in the universe so I went around and gave out some some tea to the construction guys over the summer and they really liked it because uh, it was looking pretty hot out there so uh, I'm a retired cop here in San Antonio right. Right? so what I recommend that you do is figure out what substation that your business is in and then go to that sub. Thanksgiving's coming up, and I can just from memory, it's like I put on a couple pounds every Thanksgiving because every, people would bring stuff to the substation, mm-hmm. right? But what you do is you go and say, "Hey, we're dropping off for you guys to have drinks for the day, and just to let you know, if you're in uniform, come by, you get a free tea." You yeah. know, I mean, just let them know that, right. give that, extend that invitation. Now you get police officers that'll come up there and and uh, frequent your store. So yeah, just a little insight from my side. So. <laughs> That was your segment. It went by that fast. So this was this your first podcast? Yes. How did you how do you feel about it? I feel great. I didn't get to mention like ninety nine percent of the things <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say. Well see that's what I do. I set you up to come back. Right. Yeah, like, I need to come like back. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what happened to her. Yeah, so, I wanted to shout out some of the people who've been super supportive if we'll I could it. really quickly. Sure. Uh Krista's Culinary Creations has been with me from the beginning. Uve out of Old World Bakery in New Braunfels is amazing. Big Tech Social Media. And most recently, David Nolan of Bun Tees. We're going to be partnering up, and he's going to be providing some of his awesome, and I mean awesome, cookies. 
I'm a big cookie fan, and I like tea. So I'm loose leaf tea is a big thing for me. I, mm-hmm. I used to. There was a Tivana or something like yeah, that. Yeah, at North, like the one at North Star Mall. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I I would actually buy some tea there, and make the tea and whatnot. But to be able to go someplace and get mm-hmm. a good quality tea like that, and then kind of temper my sweetness because I'm trying to get away from too much sugar, right. um, would be a really cool thing. So that I'm, is my whole mission is just to get everybody off the sugar and and make sure that people know that you don't have to have you know, 15 chemicals in your drink to make it yummy. We, we have wow. zero chemicals, and um, and they are so good. And people will notice it right away. When they drink, when they take a sip, they're just like, oh, my gosh. Our chai is sweetened with honey, so it doesn't have – only has four grams of sugar. So there's just, like, a lot, a lot of health benefits. Another, I love chai. Another, are you kidding me? Oh, the chai is amazing. I think you've got the makings of a super fan right yeah. here. Yeah, I'm already uh, – what What are your hours so I can go, like – Eight to uh, eight. Monday through uh, Sunday, and or Monday through Saturday, and 12 to 5 on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, the matcha, the matcha mojito, I'll just throw that out there one more time. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I love the creativity that you yeah. have. Yes. It's it's a really, really fun. Well, and you're passionate about it, too. That I picked up on that when we were mm-hmm. at that event, and you were just, like, on purpose, mm-hmm. and you're passionate. So you're going to be mega successful, without a doubt. Oh, so, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Happy to do it here as well. All right, cool. So um, next up on the show is Stephanie Stone-Rob, who specializes in business coaching for real estate agents and is the owner of The Enterprising Agent. Stephanie, um, I know we cut you off short last (laughs) time, so we wanted to have you back, kind of pick up where we left off. Um, So your Enterprising Agent program is going to be rolled out to states outside of Texas. Was something you brought up, I know it's something that's coming but let's start there, and then okay. we can kind of take it in whatever direction you need to to, to finish up, because I know we can talk about the guru, guru culture Yes, absolutely. As well. So, yeah, so I've been a real estate coach um, really just focused on Texas, uh, you know, primarily for contracts and compliance, um, but realizing that what agents need, especially in the market that we're in right now, is the confidence when it comes to marketing, getting yourself out there, having good conversations, and that's something that um, – goes beyond just, you know, what your contract laws are. So that's why we're looking to roll this out outside of our current roster of Texas students, because that is something so universal in this industry is that fear of how do I set myself apart from other agents, especially when agents are brand new. If I can make an agent confident, that's 90% of the challenge of making somebody successful in their business. Yeah, it does open up the uh, the floodgates a little bit. Like, I mean, Leah was confident when she was approaching mm-hmm. uh, me about the, what she's doing and, and coming on the podcast. And that just, I mean, that makes it easy. Yeah, right? makes it fun That's more than starting anything. Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, what's the goal there, though? I know you want to go outside of Texas. You yeah. want to have more agents, but what's your? Do you have a target you're actually shooting at as far as what? How many new people you want to have, or maybe it's not the number of people; it's the quality or it's yeah, the type or what it really the... is breaking the failure rate of real estate agents in this industry you know there's a statistic that within the first two years of somebody getting their license they have an 87 percent chance of tapping out that only wow. really 13 percent of agents make it past year two after getting their license and that's a staggering statistic that you can open up a business and only have a 13 percent chance of making it um, I come from the bo- uh, food and beverage industry, and even that was a higher success rate. Um, so whatever I can do to take that 13% and amplify that number, 
that's really my goal. So I don't have necessarily a, I want to coach this many students or I want to bring in this many Mm -hmm. agents into the program. It's finding those agents that are willing to go outside of their comfort zone to find those agents who want to be part of the 13%, not the 87%, and giving them the roadmap to get them to where they want to be in their business. Well, isn't it part of that, though, is a mindset going in is like there's a low barrier to entry when it comes to the real estate. Absolutely. You know, and I don't know that that gets changed. It probably wouldn't get changed. But how do you change that mindset about, you know what I mean? Because they're going to, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go try this, right? Because I know I can make, you know, on a $300,000 house, I can make nine grand. They're looking at 3%. It's like, oh my gosh, $9,000. I can make, that's a lot of money to do mm-hmm. that. If I do that 15 times a year, I'm making however much, you know what I mean? So, but that's like pie in the sky. Yes. So how do you now make that real? It's it's education, it's awareness, but is it realistic that people are still going to maybe vet that a little bit better before yeah. they pull the trigger? I think I think it's a couple things, um, and it really depends on where in that life cycle that agent comes to me. They either come to me, pie in the sky, this is going to be easy. Um, we talked about it before about you know how television makes it look super easy and super profitable. Um, but if I can get them from that, that foundation and go, look, this is what it is actually is this is what you signed up for and i think it does two things number one it gives them a quick reality check and number two it reminds them that look if you don't get a contract in your first two weeks or your first 30 days or heck even your first 90 days it isn't necessarily you it doesn't mean that you're necessarily doing something wrong you have to trust the process i i use the analogy of you know gardening we can't plant a tomato seed today and be mad that we don't have a tomato tomorrow We have to continue water and sunlight and wait for that sprout to come up and continue to give it love. And that's what building a business is. So when I can remind them that this is what you signed up for, you didn't sign up for, I have my license, people are just going to flock to me, then I I think it shifts something in the mind to go, okay, this is a process and I have to trust the process and listen to the people that came before and built that success and know that that at the end of the day, they're going to catch me when I fall. Right. And a lot of people that I know that have transitioned into the real estate space, mm-hmm. I think a lot of them think that, you know, they the people are just going to come to them Absolutely. looking for mm-hmm. that house. So when you take in a real estate agent, what does that process look like when you get started with them? Yeah, good question. So the first thing that I need to know is, okay, what are we looking to accomplish? Is this we're transitioning out of another career? Is this... Um, you know, I want to make extra amount, extra money so I can take the kids to Disney World every year. What what will success look like to them? Is there an aspect of real estate that they want to focus on? And then I ask them a little bit about um, their background when it comes to, I don't even want to use the term marketing, but kind of where is that comfort zone that we can then amplify? So if somebody tells me, you know what, I'm on social media all day long and I, you know, I, I scroll through TikTok and I want to use it for my business. Great. Then I'm going to work with them on a social media strategy because that inroad is a little bit easier because there's a little bit of familiarity. Um, I had an agent who came to work with me and she told me that I used to work in call centers. I worked in call centers for 20 years. Um, I'm used to people yelling at me on the phone. And in fact, I'm more comfortable with that than in person. I'm more comfortable with, it, with that than social media. So put me on the phones. I, I'm used to it. So great. We're going to work on cold call strategy with that agent. So I just need to know a little bit of where are we starting from and where do we want to go and what are those 
those things that they have in their arsenal that are going to help get them there. What's that springboard? Um, and then we put together a 30-day plan specifically for their goals and for that uh, that springboard. And then it's a matter of them meeting me halfway. Mm-hmm. I will give you the roadmap. You just got to get behind the wheel and drive. Right. That's right. It's not going to be a, a passive strategy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an active strategy. Absolutely. But within your comfort zone. I think that's really, really smart because, like, my wife, she does not like being in front of people, but she's a wizard behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you really have to kind of gravitate towards what uh, their comfort level is so that they can go and achieve. So guru, guru culture, mm-hmm. what is it? Yeah, so uh, when I was deciding to uh, to become a real estate coach, it really came from me talking to other coaches, and there are some amazing business coaches out there. There's some amazing real estate coaches out there, but there is a um, kind of a history in this industry, unfortunately, of how can I take as much money from these folks who are those 87 percenters? Um, and I felt it was a little predatory, um, you know, where the, it seemed like the goal of, of a coach is how can I uh, string you along so I can continue to take money from you? For me, with my coaching program, my goal is to have you with me, and then you know maybe we stair step into something a little bit more high level. But at some point, you should be able to leave the nest and spread your wings and fly. Um, I don't feel like it would be right for me to be taking coaching money from somebody for two years, three years, four years. If that's the case, I'm probably doing something wrong. And I feel there's a lot of uh, business coaches, real estate coaches out there whose goal is to get you just far enough to where you're too afraid to leave the nest. So that way you can return or the answer to all your problems is within this person that you are getting this coaching or this advice from. And for the low, low price of blank, um, I will fix all your ills, but those ills never get fixed because they're never truly addressed. Okay. What is the crux of the problem that we have to move you through? When I think of guru culture, Mm -hmm. I think of like, you know, Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. or something like that, right? Where Mm -hmm. now you have this ultra personality. Yes. It's that that cult of personality more than anything that I I am a reflection of this one person versus, okay, let's take a moment. And who do you want to be? Can you be your own guru at the end of the day? And that's where people find success of, you know what? Ultimately, I have the power to succeed or fail. I have the power to make a choice that's going to move me forward or backwards. And no one with however many YouTube followers or how many books they've written can have you make that very personal choice of are you moving towards success or are you moving towards failure? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, too, when they get into the real estate space, they tend to compare themselves Mm -hmm. to someone who's on chapter 20 of their journey and they're on chapter one. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you say to those agents that are just coming into this space and they're ready to go, but this is why they need your services. This is why they need that guidance because sometimes, you know, social media is the biggest part of it. They look and they're like, oh man, that agent just signed on and they got already, you know, three or four houses lined up under contract. What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And this is, I think, a good opportunity for you to be able to use your sources and your education background too to be able to Mm -hmm. help them with that journey. But I think there's also a lot of um, that FOMO, fear of missed opportunities, um, where a lot of real estate agents are stepping into that space and they're wondering, why am I not where those other agents are at at this time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, real estate school teaches you nothing about how to run a business. Real estate school teaches you how to not get sued. 
that's literally all it is. It's here's your contract. Here are the 15 ways that you could lose your license. Good luck. Go sell a house. Um, so, you know, especially newer agents or agents who maybe didn't have guidance or someone um, to be a little bit of that safety net for them. Um, you know, what they have is this focus on contracts and compliance and how do I not get sued, but they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a big challenge of, you know, I thought I could get out there and I post once on Facebook, hi, I have my real estate license, you know, come and buy houses. And then they don't know what they're doing wrong because they see other people, like you said, who are in chapter 20 of their journey, um, not having to have that foot on the gas so hard. So I think number one, social media, in addition to TV lies to us and being able to present to agents, look, number one, it costs you nothing to, I don't know, stand outside the Gucci store and take a photo of yourself and make you look like you're making a lot of money or go to the Porsche dealership and take a selfie in front of a Porsche. We don't really know at the end of the day, if the perception of success is that reality of success. So you've got to ignore that. If your version of success includes buying that Gucci bag, awesome. We've got to figure out what what it's going to take for you to spend $3,000 on a bag, right? Um, The other thing is reminding them that this is a business and this is work. This is a job. And if you don't treat it like a job, you won't get paid like a job. And so we have to look under the surface and go, here are the things, you know, if we're going back to that gardening analogy, we have to look at that, those roots that are spreading out that are creating that hardy plant at the end of the day, that's going to continue to fruit year after year, not just the beautiful blossoms on top. So for me, it's about let's look below, below the surface. And if we can spread out those roots and plant that foundation, you're going to bloom for years and years to come. I tell my agents, the first deal you get is going to be the hardest deal you will ever get in your real estate career. The first 100000 you make is going to be the hardest money you will ever make in your real estate business. And remind, it's not fun. It's not sexy to go, this is going to be hard. This is going to be work. This is Your commitment is going to determine what this looks like. And I think me not being afraid to give a little bit of tough love um, is not only what sets my agents up for success, but I think in a weird way, it's what keeps them coming back because they know I'm going to tell them what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. And I think, you know, when we talk about guru culture. It's a lot of, you know, you just got to manifest it. You just got to believe it. But there's no talk about sometimes it's going to be tough mm-hmm. um, and it's OK that it's tough and it's OK that not every day is a good day. But just know that as long as you're making progress, you're doing what you need to do. Well, And part of that, too, is by having a service like that, you're not going through it alone. Right. There's somebody who's not. You know who's vet, you know interested in your success mm-hmm. and has been through that journey. Yeah. Mentorship's super important. Yeah, uh, when it comes to doing any kind of business. Um, all right, uh, if folks want to get in touch with you, Stephanie, how do they do that? Easiest way is our website, theenterprisingagent.com. It has links to all of our socials, links to YouTube, links to our podcast. Also, you can go on theenterprisingagent.com and you can book a free 15-minute coaching session with me. And that way we can figure out of, um, if our coaching program is something that would be valued to your business and, and a little vice versa as well. All right, love it. Well, thanks for coming in again. I appreciate that. All right, as we wrap up the show, a quick reminder to check out our latest podcast or catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. It's going to be it for us. Great job, everybody. Great Thank job. you. Thanks for having it's me. It's a pleasure. Bet. All right, we'll see you on the next one.